for uh, the the usual today. <laughs> the <Yeah>. usual opener. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is this episode? Twenty one. I think so. Speaking of Drake, did you hear the single, the the Rescue Me single? No. So I was gonna start this new segment, um, like just by myself, but I don't know, I might do it another time. It's basically me just gonna be talking about uh, just random things, just hating on them, you know, being a certified hater, like I've been uh, called by some. <laughs> Uh, but let me tell you that Drake single. I wish I could get back those four minutes. That bad? It was god awful, god awful. Like I kid you not. I wish I could get back those four minutes, bro. Well, you hear that bitch? You need to hear it. Look, man. Look, look, look. I'm gonna be honest with you. I I never thought I would say this, but bootleg Christian Eminem's album. NF for those that don't know. Yeah. His album was way better than that one single. I never thought I would say that. I mean, I I never thought NF's music was bad. Oh, I don't think it's bad, but it's just I mean, comparing him to Drake just sounds crazy to me. Uh, I mean, if you're talking lyrical content, I mean, it's not really that crazy. Let's be real. Like, Drake, Drake hasn't made no, like, real, like, Lyricist friendly music in God knows how long. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, you know, I. Uh, so, somebody had, I think it was uh, the homie Rico. They're like, what? You want them to go a cappella and just spit bars? I'm like, yes, I actually do because I want to see if he can do it or not. Who, Drake? Yes. I mean, he ain't got to go a cappella, but I mean. Nah, nah, go a cappella. I mean, that'd be cool, but like, I, I miss the old Drake. Like, I, I like old Drake music. Like, like, people that I know that's a rap music, like, they call me a hater on Drake, too, because I be talking shit about him, but, like, Drake just kind of, <sighs> lyrically, to me, he kind of fell off. Yeah, I could agree. Now, it's like, if you listen to, like, Drake's first handful of albums, he, that's when he was, you know, at his best, like, Thank Me Later, Take Care. Uh, nothing was the same. Yeah. I mean, even that, if you're reading this, it's too late joint has some, some cuts on there. Yeah. Um, he had a few cuts on More Life. It's pretty good. <sighs> but the majority of it, like that certified lover boy shit, like, come on, dog. Like, like he tried in there. He especially tried. Especially with he, uh, Champagne Poetry. He's trying to do, he wants to, like, I understand what he's trying to do. You know, it's like he wants to kind of, like, dip his toes and everything and you know bring a broader fan base but I mean it, to me he just kind of lost it there I, I like certified lover boy like was it his best absolutely not no 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 I'm, I, I'm talking about Drake at his peak I'm not I know I know and, and that's what I'm saying like I, certified I'm sorry, lover but boy had a few joints on there that wasn't horrible yeah but like as an album like as a whole I wasn't really that impressed with it. I was like, man, come on, Drake. Like what? I think everybody, it was between that and J. Cole's album. 
because they came out around the same time. I want to say, but I could be wrong. You're talking about J. Cole's last one? Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe, yeah, I think maybe they did. Somewhat similar. Yeah, and everybody was saying, like, which one's better, which one's better. I mean, Cole. I, oh, yeah, I can tell you, I have not listened to a certified lover boy in God knows how long. Like, hey, Champagne Poetry was probably my favorite song on there, and I still think Freddie Gibbs' remake is way better, <laughs> but obviously it's Freddie Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs is a rapper. He ain't on no sing song and shit. I thought he was a damn singer, actually, crazy enough. He ain't out here singing to the hoes, man. Oh, yeah, like, he, he, he's he not. I'll tell you what, he, he can actually sing, which is kind of crazy to think about. Well, that's what J. Cole's album is better, yeah. I agree. And, you know, actually, this is a question I've been wanting to ask you for a good minute. Because it's been a topic that's been popping up, like, on my TikTok feed. Mm-hmm. Which era of rap music was better? The 90s or the blog era? Which the blog era is from late 2000s to, I want to say, mid Early to mid twenty tens. The blog era. Yeah, when like uh you had like cats like Kendrick, Cole, Mac Miller like dropping their music on like Dat Piff and all that. So where's the blog? Like those those are considered mu- uh, like music blogs. Uh, is that really what that is? You could say that like from what from like what I was looking up, that's what it was considered. Thought it was just a place to listen to stream music. Yeah, but it, that's where most people like would drop like their mixtapes. I know, I know about that. Okay, that yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to listen. To well, yeah. I mean, uh, everybody, everybody, like in our age bracket, should know about that. Oh yeah, that Piff era. But you know, I was talking about it with uh, some some of my homies who are like around your age, older. Uh, some of them, and I told them, you know. Really, there's no right answer in that conversation because it's like each like era played pivotal parts in rap music. If I had to say based off of music quality, what was better between the 90s or the blog era, I'm going with the 90s. Well, quality, how so? I mean, you had, look at who was putting out the dope shit. You had Jay in his prime, Nas in his prime, Deep in their prime, outcast in their prime, like all of the the golden greats were all in their prime at that time, and they were all putting out consistent shit. I mean, that's fair, but like they... if you look at the mid nineties to the like say ninety five to like two thousand three, like that whole era has more platinum records than the blog era. I would say, because you gotta think the blog era. Motherfuckers was getting the music for free then at that point. Oh, yeah. So it was course. different. But thing but, is, though, it's like, then that becomes an argument about sales. Like, that's why I said it's such a tough argument to it's have. It's not so much as the sales. It's just that, like, the quality of music then. Think about it. In that Dat Piff era, there was only, like, a handful of cats that people was really listening to. It's like, in the 90s, there was a lot of people that was putting out dope shit in the 90s. It wasn't just, I mean, think about it. You had the Wu-Tang Clan as a group, and all of the motherfuckers had solo oh, albums yeah. that were all dope. Like, we will probably never see that again. A group that big, 
that each solo album that they put out was was good. Well, I mean, let's be well, right. not all of exactly, them. Exactly, because some of them got hoes. Like, Inspector Deck probably got hoes the biggest out of all His of them. album wasn't even that bad. Exactly, but, it but didn't, it because didn't obviously the original got lost and they had to, like, redo it. I liked Uncontrolled Sex. Yeah, I do, I do too. Now, that, that Golden uh, golden Arms Redemption by You God, I didn't like that. Uh, Raekwon's Immobilarity wasn't really all that great. But only built for Cuban links is a classic. Oh, nobody can take that away from him. And then you got Method Man consistently putting out albums that, that did well. And then you got Ghost. Oh yeah, like Ghost. His all the Ghost albums that I remember hearing were all good in that in, in that time frame. And you know he had Iron Man and he had uh, Supreme Clientele, which is a cult classic. Um. He had the Pretty Tony album that was good. Um, uh, Fish Scale, good. Bulletproof Wallets. I mean, he had a lot. Like, he had a whole bunch of albums, that, and they were all good. You know, Ghost, Ghost was probably, in that era, he was probably the most consistent member of the group. But, you know, especially leading into the early well, 2000s. I mean, so, though, this, this list of uh, bloggers or uh, Kendrick, I don't know why it has Wayne in here, but I'm not gonna really put him in there because Wayne came out what late nineties. Yeah, something. Yeah, like so that. I mean, if they're counting like what was dropped, okay, but we're just talking well, yeah, about because guys. Wayne went on that tear and started oh, dropping yeah, of a course. load of mixtapes. Yeah, but I'm just speaking so, on like um, cats that literally came out in the blog era. I mean, if you look at the same cats that came out in the blog era as the ones that basically dominated throughout the 2000s. Yeah, so Kendrick, J. Kendrick Cole, and J. Cole was Drake, ASAP Rocky, Wiz Khalifa. Nah, Drake came out before the blog era. Really? He came out before that. It's late 2000s. He came out in the mid. So what? Like He, he was dropping mixtapes when he was still on Degrassi, my guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like he was, he his, his first album, studio album, came out in like 08, 09. Yeah, that's that's what it's counting it as. So it was he was before that though. No, no, like it counts like that counts. You said the late two thousand tens. He was already putting out. No, stuff it's late two thousands to early to mid twenty tens. That's what I said. The late two thousands. He was putting out stuff before. He was more like mid two thousands. Yeah, but if you're saying two thousand eight, that could be considered. No, that's what I'm saying. His first oh, studio I just had to album make sure. came out. Yeah, there, that's what it's counting. He was putting yeah, out music before. I, I got that. you. So like, he still is classified in the blog era. All of his mixtapes and shit that he put out came out way before. Yeah, that. like, but he's still classified in the blog era. I, I think he was before. I mean, that's fair, but I mean, Wale, he's in there. Chance the Rapper. Yeah, Lupe Fiasco is a questionable. Lupe Fiasco was way fucking before. Exactly. So that's a questionable one. Uh, Kid Ink actually had a pretty decent run. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, Schoolboy Q, Kid Cudi, um, Asher Roth actually had a pretty decent run. <laughs> like all I know is I love college. That's the only song. It, that it, I know. If you listen to some of his <laughs> other stuff, like he actually wasn't bad. Like which is kind of like crazy. school schoolboy and kid Cuddy had good runs. Yeah, especially Cuddy. 
That's why I say it's there's really no right answer. But okay, just based off of that list that you named, you put those rappers up against the rappers in the nineties. I mean, come on, dog. Like, but then that becomes a totally subjective argument. Just based off of rap skill, who who out of those guys is better than Nas and Jay Z, Tupac, Biggie? Who who out of that group is better than them? Kendrick's one of the few. I would even. Just like I said, when you first started naming that list, I, you said Kendrick J. Cole, and I said, that's it. But that's the problem, though. That is it. But that's the problem, though. <laughs> that becomes a subjective argument. There's no objectivity in that argument. I'm talking, if you're, if you're sitting here comparing the eras, I'm, t- I'm looking at MCs. Who's the better MC? If you're naming that list and you look at the list in the 90s, J. Cole and Kendrick are the only two that would hold their own in a straight up who's the better MC comparison. Those two, that's it. We're talking about the better MC, which means lyrics. Those two are probably it. I want to say there's a couple others. Kid Cudi is not beating Jay no, in no battle. Why would I put Kid Cudi in there? And he was on that list. But there's so many others that just weren't on that one that I listed. Uh, Odyssey could actually hold his own. A lot of people don't know how good Odyssey yeah, actually he's is. Right. He's alright. Exactly. Uh, Black Milk could actually hold his own. I mean, honestly, I think as an MC, fucking uh, Joyner Lucas probably could hold his oh, own yeah. with some people. Well, hey, why, wait. I'd even say Logic can actually hold his own. People don't like to give him his credit, but he can actually old, rap. Old Logic. Yeah, mixtape Logic. His new Logic, no. Like, if, if we talk Young about... Sinatra Young Logic. Sinatra and what was his album, Under Pressure, the first one? Yeah. That Logic? Yeah, he would do fine. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, that was the one thing I'm kind of getting tired. I know a lot of cats are going to hate hearing this. Especially with me on the Hip Hop Pot. Look, bro. I'm going to give Logic his flowers. I don't care what anybody says. Because, A, the dude went on that mixtape run. And, look, if you hate the dude, cool. Even Logic's first couple of studio albums were good. Yeah. he, He didn't start falling off until he started getting on this whole, like, I have to let everybody know that I'm black. Exactly. And it's just like, dog, come on. Which, I mean, he was doing it in the mixtape days, but at least, like, he was was, a little more subtle. Right. It it would pop up here and there. Because it was funny. Like, a lot of cats, like, when he really, really got big, like, to the masses, they really did not know he was mixed. And it's like, nah, bro, he's mixed. Like, just look at him. Like, he don't look like a regular white dude. (laughs) Because when Logic blew up, (laughs) like... I was still living in Northern Virginia. Oh, yeah. So he was like a local dude. Oh, yeah. And he got mad love around there. Like, people people fuck with Logic. Oh, yeah. Well, problem is, uh, a lot of... He didn't lose his audience until he just started getting on that extra shit. Yeah. I'd probably say after his uh, third album, I think that's when it started. Like, he started losing a lot. Well, because that was when he started doing, like, because you had, like, like, got too commercial, almost. You had, like, Joyner Lucas make the, that racist yeah, song. Yeah, I'm not racist. And that song was actually dope. Oh, it was. And around that time was when 
the racism in America started to really show itself again. And I guess Logic felt like he had to put it out there like, I'm black and white. So I'm going to keep pushing this out there. And it's like, dude, we, we get it. Like, we know. Like, we yeah, don't exactly. have to keep like, It's cool, you know? bro. We get it. We get it. And then that was around the But it, it's like, you know, it was funny when Joe Budden was uh, hating on him. Because I'm like, for one, I'll be the first to tell anybody. I don't really like Joe Budden. Like, I don't listen to his podcast because all he is is just a hater. Like, Joe Budden is like entertainment. It, it, he is. He is. I will give that to him. Because if you watch his Drink Champs interview, like, he's he's not even like that at all on there. Like, he's, he's being normal. Yeah. You know, it's like he he does all of that crazy hating shit oh, yeah. because it's entertaining. But but it, but it was funny though when he was hating on Lonnie. He's like, "You got the worst rapper I've ever heard." And then Lonnie, pump, 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 pump it up. <laughs> I mean, hey. I mean, I like the beast favorite song was a hit. I gotta give. I mean, yeah. I, I, like say, I mean, yeah. It, now it, lyrically, you know, yeah, it was kind of trash. I'm not that's that, but that shit was everywhere though. Oh yeah, I gotta give I gotta give him his flowers on that song. He made that his song. probably still making money. Exactly, off that he song. did his job. He's still making money off. But that but shit. it's like you know, cats were really arguing like, man, Logic could never outrap Joe Budden. Like Joe Budden, if you listen to Joe Budden, yeah, later on in his career, like when he was part of Slaughterhouse and. Uh, what was that album he came out with, The Padded Room, and, like, some of the other ones around that time, like, he, uh, his mixtapes, the Rude Music tapes, Joe Budden was on some different shit, like, oh, yeah. he, that, his first album was kind of commercial, because you got, he was with, you know, DJ Clue, and they were, you know, out in the open, you know, they wanted to, they wanted to, you know, put him so that he could get some radio play, yeah. which they did, but after that, you saw the real Joe Budden and his mood music tapes, padded room albums, his slaughterhouse stuff. Like he was on some different shit then. I mean, he had to keep up. You got a group with him, voice, yeah, uh, Joel Ortiz, Joel Ortiz. Like he had to step well, up. And, and I've always said I thought Royce was the best one out of all of them. Oh, facts. Yeah, a lot of people argue that. Somebody told me one time that Joel, they thought Joel Ortiz was, and I'm like, I'm not gonna argue. I mean, Joel ain't no punk. Yeah, shit, he he cold too. Exactly, but it's like I said. Voice was just problem is Royce never got his due because obviously he was Eminem's boy. No, he got his due. No, I mean for some cats, some cats. Well, because you gotta think uh, when that early era of Voice, when uh when him and Eminem was beefing, that was when he kind of people kind of you know heard him a little more. Yeah. Because when he came out with his first album with Rock City, they were still cool on that one. And Rock City went under the radar. Because mm-hmm. I remember when Rock City came out, I was in like 10th grade, and we used to play it all the time. Like, it was a really good album, but it wasn't marketed the right way. Oh, yeah. But then when he started beefing with Eminem and B12, then it was everyone heard him when he came oh, out yeah. with uh, all of those diss tracks. Those diss tracks were crazy. Oh, yeah. And well, heck, I'm, even when him and Lupe went at it, like, in recent years, it was like, mm, they, 
that was actually kind of tough. I'm like, I like Ballsy, y'all, so I'm going to be neutral here. <laughs> yeah, Royce ain't oh, yeah, Royce got it, bro. Royce is nice with it, man. Oh, yeah. He's always been one of my favorites. But that, that's him. why I say, like, that argument is so tough to have because it's like, like I said, and both eras played their part. Voice also another product of the 90s. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just Eminem. Like, you, there's so many, so many rappers that you could name that didn't came in the 90s. That, that's why I say. Blue, that, it's kind of. era out the water. I mean, well, it's, it's I'll put it to you this way. For a cat, like, younger than me to even have that argument, yeah, I'm not even going to listen to you. Because it's like, sadly, like, if you're like, it was like uh, when Kim asked me, uh, dude, it's somebody else's question, like, how does the younger generation feel about Jay-Z? And it's like, you know, when I hear older cats say, like, oh, the younger generation doesn't appreciate Jay-Z, I'm like, well, how young are we talking? Because it's like, if you're talking like younger than, let's say, 23, okay, yeah, I can actually give you that. I give it this right here. If the only album that you remember from Jay-Z is the Black Album, then I don't want to hear shit from you. Okay, yeah. That's a fair <laughs> argument. It, the and Black that, Album if, to recent. If that's the only album, the oldest album that you remember hearing from Jay-Z is the Black Album, then I don't want to hear shit from that's a fair argument. Because that's that was, I mean, great. Yes, the Black Album was a great album. Yes, but that was like towards the end. Yeah, he had classics way before that. A lot of people say his first album was a classic as soon as it came out. Oh, reasonable doubt, hands down. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, crazy enough, a lot of people don't realize. I think it's that album that Nipsey actually like kind of made a lot of his like inspired a lot of his mixtapes like he goes he would go back to reasonable doubt and that's what inspired a lot of his mixtapes in terms of like learning how to uh i guess kind of put tracks in certain places for him mm. yeah it, or it's like how i say um uh common b I will forever stand on it. It is the greatest curated album ever created because every song flows into each other so perfectly. Yeah, I can't argue that. I mean, that's a, that was a good album. Yeah, so... Oh, it, Common is another oh, one yeah. people don't give yep. it Oh, which is crazy. I'm like, <laughs> I told you one of my boys said Will Smith was better than Common. I was lost You better not ever let me meet that guy. Oh, he might get drop kicked for that one. I mean, yeah. Will Smith is better than Common? Like, get the. I, I really man. feel like he was just trying to troll, but part of me still feel like he was serious. Man, man, look, <laughs> in the 90s, bro, like, Cats was on Will Smith. Oh, yeah, I know. I was, I remember that shit, and I never, I always thought Will Smith was, like, on some corny shit. Like, I ne- the only rap song that I remember liking from Will Smith was Summertime. Who doesn't like that song? That's the only good, like, that don't remember, like, after that, I'm like, I don't, and I mean, or, I was a young boy when that came out. Right, like, like, you could even go back even farther with LL Cool J. Parents Just Don't Understand by Will, that was a good yep. one. Like, when he was with Jazzy Jeff, oh, that yeah. was when he was good. After that, I don't, he, it was just corny. Yeah. 
That's fair. But I mean, it was his music was geared towards kids. Yeah. Now, granted, I was a kid at that time, but you know, my my dad, you know, didn't listen to that type of. He listened to like real rap music. You know, he was big on like Ice Cube. What is real rap music? He was big on like you know like Ice Cube, okay, NWA, okay, okay. like that type of shit. My uncle, same thing. He was big on like Wu Tang. Nas, Mob Deep, all of that kind of shit. So, I I was listening to that. So this Will Smith shit, I'm like, what is this? Like this, this ain't no real rap. This is like pop music. This is like some some like TRL music, nigga. Well, like, this it, ain't no that, like that's why it's rap. like I I always argue with people like rap is probably the most like kind of it has so many different lanes in oh, terms yeah. of genres I mean, there's that it's so like, many different yeah. types of rap music. I mean, it, it's kind of one of those things, like, it's a blessing and a curse, because it kind of allows almost, it kind of attracts almost the wrong people at times. Well, in the 90s, it was like gangster rap. Yeah. It was like the rap. Like, street stories, you know, that type well, of it, stuff. It, Will it, Smith was like the only one that was not doing that. Yeah, so like, he was just making fun, like. Yeah, rap. he was making yeah. that fun, you know. Pop music, yeah. you know, safe for the white kids. Oh, it, it was funny, too, because, like, I remember one of the older cats, like, one of my brother's homies, he's trying to be a rapper, and he was doing gangster rap. I'm like, bro, like, you gotta understand, like, that's not gonna hit very well nowadays. Yeah, it's starting to come back. It kind of is. Well, it's been starting to come back, like, for the last couple of years. I think it mainly depends on, like... I mean, it's still kind of small. Yeah, but it's well. It also it depends back to that now. It it depends kind of like on what form of gangster rap you're talking. Like if you're talking like that street rap, I mean, yeah, it's been around for a while. Like you know, Griselda, Davies, like Griselda, Davies. I mean, all of this whole drill music movement. That's all that shit is. Yeah, gangster rap. I will say, I do not like drill music though. I mean, eh. I don't know. Like it's just it's annoying to me. Like. I, I don't like Detroit drill music because all them niggas sound the same. Nah, drill music I like. I mean, I like King Von. Like his his stuff was okay. Yeah. Uh, King Von. Uh, Pop Smoke. Like I like Pop Smoke. Oh yeah, Pop Smoke was cool. You know, I'm like there's yeah, a couple but there's of them like only a couple. Like, I'm like mm. there's so many of them. Yeah. I mean, especially in Chicago, there was a lot because like Chief Keith was big. Well, then. Chief Keith started it. Though. You know, then like, you had uh. I'm gonna just keep putting my comments to myself on there. You know, you got you got your homeboys over here just saying like Lil Durk is the goat. You know what I'm saying? Like, so he yeah, but like Lil Durk did his thing. You know, he was he was alright. I mean, I mean, I don't know how you a goat and you came out in 2015. Hey, your homeboy said it. Who's my homeboy? You know who I'm talking about? I don't know. I didn't hear him. You heard him say it, not me. We had that conversation. I guess. Talking about he, the little Dirk is goaded. And I'm like, what? Who, that's another why term that's thrown around a little <laughs> too much, man. But I don't know. Anyways, we get into this UFC, man. Because we ain't talked about no MMA in quite a minute. Um, so, going into, did, did you kind of know Izzy was going to get his belt back? Or did you have to, hey, 
No, I had really many of them. Me too, me too. I, I figured, like, look, this dude has been finished by this guy, like, multiple times. And I was just like, you gotta I, I, get I was one. like, I think, I think Izzy had it figured out. And, I mean, it, we, we were talking about this in, um, in one of my uh, groups. And, you know, me and some of the homies from back home was talking about it. And they was like, uh, oh, man, man, that, that dude, Alex, man, he about to knock Izzy ass out again. And I'm just like, no, I'm like, I don't think he going, I don't, I don't think Izzy is going, is going to be as, uh, as careless with his legs. Yeah. Cause I'm like, he got his legs beat up in that first fight when by the I mean, he was round. starting to in this Yeah, he one. was getting hit with him. Like, but oh, I mean, oh, but shit. as you looked at it, because as I watched it back, I'm like, okay, he was doing it for a purpose this time. I was looking at it like this. Breaking down, you know, because I'm kind of a fight nerd, so I've seen Izzy fight enough times. I'm like, Izzy is most dangerous in the first couple of rounds. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if Izzy can catch him, with enough time on the clock. Oh, yeah, because that was the problem last time. He could win. Because I'm like, the last time he got him, but it was like the too last late. like five seconds. Yep, too late. So he could land. He then You saw he hit him with the same punch oh, yeah. that he landed in the first one when he rocked him. He mm-hmm. landed the same shit. But this time he was just able to follow it up. So I was just like, if he can, if he can catch him in the first two rounds, he could he could finish, but once you hit round three, Izzy goes into cruise control. So it's like you don't you don't want to get past the the second round because he's just gonna go on cruise mode until the end. So I was like, if he's gonna win this by finish, it's gonna happen in the first two rounds. Mm-hmm. But if not, then I think he could still outpoint Alex. Because he's probably gonna come up with his with his ground game a little more short up. I mean, yeah, he was able to control Alex on the ground in the first fight. Oh yeah, he was. It was really sloppy. Yeah. So I'm just kind of. Well, like, eh, I, I didn't okay. told somebody too, like, you know, that's just even worse on Alex's part because Alex is clearly bigger than him. Like, it's no seat. But you also gotta look at the fact that this is round three, bro. Exactly, I get like, it. They're Alex both tired. Probably tired. But but it's like, bro, the fact that and the fact that you train with Glover, like, nigga, you don't know how to do it. <laughs> like, oh, I'm sure he does. Mm. But he's probably one of those guys that he trains jujitsu and he just you. doesn't translate very well for certain things. It's not that. It's just that with him being his size. He's probably more adept at being on top. Okay. So okay. it's like if you get taken down and you're on your back, it's just like most wrestlers. Wrestlers are more comfortable on top, but when you take them down and they're on their back, a lot of them don't. They're like a turtle on their shit. Yeah, they don't, they don't really know, know what, what to, do. to do. Yeah. So it's I think it's kind of like that thing. And I was saying because really the only two like strike heavy guys that I can think off the top of my head that were actually good off their back were. Donald Cerrone and Anthony Pettis. And we're talking strike heavy guys. Carlos Condit. Yeah, that's another I didn't think about him. Yep. I mean, yeah, you could throw George St. Pierre yeah. in there. Yeah. I mean, he was pretty good off his back, but he right. just wasn't on his back that often. Exactly. <laughs> so it but um the funny thing with it 
was just the fact of like, because I was uh, at, at the bar watching it. I was hearing all these cats and everything. Hey, you want to get this job? Da, 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 da. They was Izzy Knox saying out cold. Man, I told y'all Izzy the GOAT. Man, I told y'all he was going to win. I'm like, bro, I just listened to you tell your homie for literally 10 minutes straight why Fajaya was going to win this fight. Don't switch up now. Yeah, I, I don't know. And, I, I look at it like I, I, I had Izzy winning. Oh, game. yeah. I was like, if Izzy can come through in the first two rounds, oh, he's got it, and that's what happened. And I, mean, he, he, I will say did. this as well: I was like, Cass really got to start respecting that power he actually has. I, I get it; he don't look like he got power. Who doesn't respect it? I, I truly feel like Cass really don't respect his power. I guess it's different for me because I actually watched him like during his kickboxing. Oh, I, I did too. And I'm just like, dude, he's knocked out so many people with like exactly. kickboxing gloves. Like, I'm like, what the fuck do you think he's gonna do with MMA gloves? Like, like if he I feel you, like that was well, uh, what is it? Um Derek Brunson was the first one I tried to test it. Derek Brunson was probably trolling. Oh yeah. You know Derek Brunson like to talk shit. Oh yeah. He stirred up. Costa, he trying to act like, oh, he wasn't going to get knocked out. I'm like, bro. <laughs> Costa came into that fight too overconfident. And too drunk. <laughs> or that. But he was definitely overconfident. Yeah. I mean, he thought that he was going to be able to just walk through everything. And granted, he probably would have walked through most stuff if he was attacking. Yeah. So Izzy wouldn't be able to fire off clean. But he was letting Izzy fire off clean shots, and he was just standing there. And I'm like, dude, he's a his kickboxing technique is like second to none. Exactly. And you're just gonna stand there and let him hit you like you deserve to fucking yeah, get knocked exactly. out at that point. It's like, what like I doing? will say, I still think Gaslam and Whitaker are the only two that have actually like taken it to Izzy and actually put pressure on him. Yeah. Because a lot of people argue Whitaker. Might have actually won that second fight with them two. A lot of people argue with it. I don't see how. But when you look at points and all that, there is actually a valid case for it. I'm not saying that it's not, but I think Izzy did enough. Exactly. Gaslam. If they would have gave it to Whitaker, would I have been mad? No. Yeah. But I think Izzy did enough to win. I agree. Gaslam, boy, there were points. I thought that, 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 that Gaslam fight I, was probably because the easy fight that he's ever that had. that's uh that division is kind of up in the air because he basically cleared it out and now they're trying to find new people. They said he was gonna fight that Hamza no, or that South that, African yeah, that dude. South African Neither of them two deserve it right now. They need to do it. You are cap. Stop the bullshit. What's up? Why does Hamzat not deserve a title fight? Well, considering he's not even ranked in middleweight. Look at what he's done in welterweight. It doesn't matter. It damn well matters. No, it doesn't. How does it not? Okay, then, since you want to talk that bullshit. What's up? Why the fuck did Izzy get a shot at 205 when he had never even fought at 205? I, 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 he's not ranked at 205. 
But he got a title shot, though, in his first fight at 205. I personally Stop didn't agree bullshit. with it that either. Stop the I bullshit. personally did not agree with that either. You agreed with it because you were Izzy fan, so you oh, was yeah. cool with it. But I like, also he, said, I don't think he should he get it. He deserve that shit. Yeah, Hell, John Jones got a damn shot at the undisputed heavyweight title after being out I for said, fucking three I years. I said, I don't get that either. But it's George St. Pierre came back and fought that, for right. I after said four he years definitely shouldn't get that. Heck, Cejudo shouldn't get his shot against Aljamain. Is he even going to get it, though? Yes, it's already said. Because <laughs> I'm like, I heard about it, but I'm like, no, is, it's is it going to said. happen? It's said. It's supposed to happen within like a few weeks. Really? Yes. Okay. I'm already now, I Now, this is the reason why I think that Hamzat deserves it. Okay. Because early on in Hamzat's run, he was bouncing back and forth between both classes. His first, what, five fights in the UFC, he got hit once. He comes in, fights a top five guy in Gilbert Burns, who is probably right there on the cusp of another shot at the belt, and he beat him. It was a close one, but he oh, won. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He got tested in yeah, that, that one. Definitely, that, that definitely was his first true test. I would yeah, say that. Yeah, he got tested in that one for sure. When oh, he, yeah. And he, he pulled it out. So, he's probably ranked number, what, two or three? So, why not give him a shot at middleweight? Who else is, is he going to fight? Especially at this point. I mean, he's beat everybody else. That's fair. So, I'm like, why all not right, let him fight right, at middleweight? All right. He's already fought there before. Out so. of the two, Hamza has the best shape. That South African cat. That South no African way. cat's brand new. Exactly. So I wouldn't give it to him. Exactly. So but cats are really Hamza? sitting there like, oh, there's beef there. Da, da, da. Nah, I don't that. care about the beef. He ain't like, beating nobody. Exactly. I'm like, let, I let, know. Let, let, let him, what is his name? Duplessis or something like that? The, the, was it? Jerkissis? Jerkissis? Yeah. yeah. Something. Like, let, let him be the top five guy exactly. here. We can like, have you know, that conversation. Give him Kelvin Gastelum. Yeah, yeah, give him, yeah, give him Kelvin. Hey, give I'm him, uh, give him Derek Bronson. Anybody in the top ten, really? Shit. Hey, give him Evan Shabazzian, even. Nah, nah, you doing too much now. You reaching a little too far. Now <laughs> they're the same, ex- like Shabazzian. in terms of ranking. Is Shabazzian still in the UFC? I believe so. I ain't seen. He hadn't fought in a long time. Like, what? Where is he? You know, actually, what's a cat that um? Give him Marvin Vittori. Fuck it. Nah, that's a little too high. Hey, if he nice like Um, that, he'll win. What's a cat's name that I think uh, Vittori just beat? Um, that cat from I think the Netherlands or Sweden. I gotta look it up because I'm like, I think it'd actually be a good, good one for him. Nah, if he's supposed to be nice enough to fight Izzy, man, go ahead and let him fight Vittori. Nah, fam. Hell, Whitaker ain't had a fight in a minute. Give him Whitaker. I think they're still trying to do uh, Costa. But Whitaker? Mm-hmm. That'll be a brawl right there. That'll yeah. be a good one. Because I'm like, that might honestly be the best Because, uh, I mean, Whitaker, that's probably the best um, for him right now. Because, I mean, who, like, this ain't the Whitaker. Oh, dang. Griffiths do. Duplessis, right? Yeah, yeah, he's ranked number six. Oh, okay. Who did he beat? Uh, what's his what his record looking like? That's a great question. Let's find out. He is nineteen and two. Oh, his last fight was Derek Brunson. My fault. Okay, so all right. Oh, uh, Derek Brunson ain't top five. All so. right, so <laughs> scratch everything I said. Um, 
You know, give him power saucer or Jared Cannon either. No, don't scratch everything I said. I said get No, it. I said scratch I, everything oh, I said. I said get that motherfucker a top. Because I was about to say give him Jack or Manson, but Jack or Manson's actually ranked lower than him. No, give 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 the Plessis a top five guy. If he can be the top five guy and do it convincingly, then give him the title fight. Yeah, so Paulo Costa or Jared Cannonier? Because Paulo Costa is number five, Jared Cannonier is number four. Oh, yeah. So I think that's fair. Cannonier will take it. I yeah. Say Jared will take that. Oh, yeah. I say, yeah, give, give him Jared then. So as for uh, pound for pound, because John Jones is ranked number one now, uh, Alexander Volkanovsky, number two. Isla Makachev, number three. Number four, Leon Edwards. Number five, Adesanya. I don't understand why they rank this shit like this. Like, because I'm, like, I'm an old head. Like, obviously. So, what, what so, do you mean? Pound for pound. Why the fuck are you ranking these people so high in the pound for pound list and they only fought in one fucking weight class? Pound for pound means you go up, down, you fight everybody. If you've only been in one weight class your whole career, why the fuck are you at the top of the pound-for-pound pound list? John Jones, okay, fine. He's fought at 205. He's now a heavyweight. All right, I, I'll, I'll give you that one. Volkanovski, he's moved up 55, 45. Okay, fine. Makachev, he ain't fought nowhere but 55. So why is he pound-for-pound? Pound? Oh, a lot of people argue that he didn't beat Volk. I didn't think he beat Volk. I, I said the I only thought, reason I thought Volkanovski won that fight. The only reason why like he won is because when you look at it, yeah, he just held him on the ground for that long. That's all we did. Volkanovski controlled him on the ground. I too. agree, but a lot of people don't understand what control time is. And he dropped Makachev. I agree. So I'm like, no, motherfucker. Like, Bokanovsky won that it, fight. Here's a problem I've been having for a minute. Like, so, it, let me ask you, because you fought. What is control time? When you're in a dominant position. I agree. But also, like, one fight I point back to is Corey Sanhagen, TJ Dillashaw. Because that's, like, I think... Yeah, that, Factually, was, that, that was a tight one, too. That is the, I think, I want to say the highest scored fight ever, or probably the hardest fight to ever score ever. I can't recall which one it is, but... I thought that was... Or the closest fight ever game. scored, I believe it is. I thought it was going to end up a draw. Oh, yeah, I it should like, have, honestly. I was just like, this It was either draw. that or Sam Hagen should have got it, in my opinion, because it's like... They wanted to say T.J. Dillashaw controlled him in the clinch, but literally, I'm watching Sanhagen in the clinch. He's on the cage. He's literally going like that to him, like hitting him with hooks while he's still in the clinch. I'm like, you're not controlling anything. Yeah. Like, to me, control time is I literally have you in a position to where you basically are a sitting duck. I think the clinch is like, unless unless you get the opponent in like a plum. I don't think a clinch is really a dominant position. I agree. Because if you just got a single tie, like, you can both still hit each other. Exactly. So there is, like, there is, is not really a lot of control. But if I got you in a full, like, plum where 
I got your head buried in both hands and you can't move unless I move you yeah. and I'm like kneeing the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. That is control. But so then, I, I, that, that goes into the whole conversation like the what should be changed with judging and it's like that's just such a tricky conversation. Change with judging, honestly, I think they should look at it for what it really fucking is. It's a fucking fight. They don't judge damage at all. And I'm just like, what? It's a fight. Yeah. In, in a normal fight in the street or anywhere else, whoever is oh, the most damaged is the one oh, who yeah. loses. That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Judge did, the damage. Yeah, Dillashaw made one point, Swan, but in the streets, Stan Hagen won. <laughs> Dillashaw was more damaged. Yeah, exactly. You, so look, you like, look at uh, the the Makachev Volkanovski fight. Oh, yeah. Makachev was more damaged. Exactly. So I'm like, how do I ain't gonna lie though, if they fight again, I'm sorry, but Vol's gonna win that one. Oh I, I yeah. Like honestly, say I, I say Yair beats Volk for the uh for the The Featherweight. Yes, there we go. I, um I don't think that's gonna happen. I, I don't think so either. But say it did happen and Volk's like, well, you know what, I'm gonna move up. He probably will. Yeah. If like, he loses the belt, he probably will move up. Bruh, I'm sorry, but if if they fight again, if him and Makachev fight again, Volk is winning. I think Volk is going to come in there and try to finish him. Exactly. Like, I think he was kind of the feeling out. I mean, because you, you saw the resolve that dude has, uh, like, when he fought Ortega. Like, bruh, Ortega should have tapped him out. Oh, Multiple that, times. Yeah, that that uh that that guillotine that yeah, he caught him in that was that was in there. Oh yeah, <laughs> I thought it was over. Exactly. I was like, oh, I was like, he done. <laughs> and I was, I thought he was gonna pass out. Oh yeah, like that's in there. That is in there. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I mean, there's a lot of things like that just in UFC alone that I'm curious about. Like, hey, you know, so what's Valentina gonna do? You gonna go back and get your strap, or you gonna go ahead and start chasing Amanda again? No, she's it's a, a rematch. Oh, they yeah. officially? Yeah, they're gonna do the rematch. Oh, okay. I mean, it, it's only right. To yeah. Get, oh, you rematch. have to. Regardless. Uh, like the only way I would have seen there not being a rematch is if Valentina was like, you know what? I don't want to do it. I want to go fight Amanda. But then it wouldn't really be the same. Her moving back up without the belt, you know. Yeah, like, that's they, fair. They, they want it to be a super fight. It's not gonna be a super fight. Honestly, though, it's kind of like at this point, as a fan, I don't care. I think it's too if late. she has a, you I think, think, I think it's late? too late. You think so? Yeah, I. You should have. You should have made that fight when Valentina was like at her most dominant. You know, it's just like she's dominant. Amanda's dominant. Let the two titans clash, bro. Yeah. Like they should have, they should have let that happen. Like well, two now or three they're years doing ago. Julian on a Amanda Nunez three, and it's are like, you fucking serious? Yeah. Why? I well, it's only right, you know. No, it, it no, 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 technically, no, 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 technically, technically, stop the cap, stop the cap, stop the cap. How's the cap? Amanda got a rematch. Because Amanda lost her belt, and she was, like, dominant champion. So she gets a rematch. Yeah. Juliana didn't defend the belt at all. Why does she get an immediate rematch? You know. Now, I don't have nothing against Juliana, but come on now. Like, I you know, actually, you know what I think it is? Because there was talk from what I was reading 
that they were trying to do Amanda Nunez, uh, Irene Aldana. That was what I heard. Yeah, I but something Aldana must have happened with Aldana, so they were like, well, this is like the only thing we got. At 35? That's it? Apparently, because who's in Come that on, dog. The problem is that one forty-five class for one. They need to get rid of that. That's one forty-five. She's the only she's one in the there, unless team. Kayla Harrison finally stop, like stops running and goes over there. Nah, Kayla Harrison just lazy. That's fair. Kayla Harrison fights at one fifty-five. She don't want to drop the extra weight. Uh, we don't want to see Raquel Pennington because Raquel Pennington literally quit last time. Well, she did say that she. Could make 145, but she said it would be hard. Exactly. But we don't want to see Pennington. Pennington quit last time. Yeah, that's done. Uh, Holly Holm, how many times are we going to get that? They only fought once. I swear it's twice. No, they fought once. Okay, okay. They could give it to Holly. Yeah. She probably would be a better fight. Uh, Caitlin Vieira. She don't have enough wins, I don't think. She is 13. Yana, oh, yeah, I forgot, I forgot Yana finally changed her name. Yana Santos. <laughs> Yana Kutniskaya. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she, I forgot she, she, she finally she, changed her name. Yeah, she got blasted by Amanda, so no. Nah. Yeah. Um, yeah, really, there is nobody. Like, I'm still trying to figure out her, how her and uh, her and Homeboy talk to each other. I think all of us are. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, he speaks very little English, and she speaks very little English. It's just like she's Russian, he's Brazilian. I'm just like, I would. How the hell do they talk to I each other? I would assume she knows some Portuguese, because a lot of people don't realize, like, a lot of these foreigners do know how to speak multiple languages. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, which is why I think it's funny when Americans be thinking we're so much smarter than everybody. I'm like, bro, half of us only know. Like, <laughs> most, well, I mean, Russians don't usually speak Portuguese. Some may know, though. Like, they might know. Like, I mean, there are so many different or unless they learn Russian. Yeah, or unless you know? they learn in English together. That's all we yeah. talking about. Yeah. yeah, maybe that. But, I mean, I, I'm i just like, but, I don't understand. Uh, let's see here. Strawway is another interesting one. Because I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't want to see a spar. I, as far as a, I don't want to see her near a title shot. Why not? She's done. She's done? I think she's done. How's she done? I think she's done. How? Did you not see what happened the last fight? Like Against Rose? No, against John Way Lee. Oh, yeah, John Way Lee. Yeah, like, I mean, what did you like, expect? Exactly. So I think she's done. Like, no more title shots. Rose, like, <sighs> if you gotta say, a, if you're saying Asparza's done, then you gotta say she done too. Lightweight, I just wanna know, like, what happened in that fight, like, against Carla? I'm like, nothing. No, like, That's I, I understand, but, like, mentally, like, what was going on? Like, she was just overconfident. She thought that she was throwing her little strikes out there, that was enough. I guess. And I'm just like, dude, you got the ability to finish, finish. Do it. Uh, let's see. I mean, Jessica and Gerard, or excuse me, Amanda Lamos. She's lightweight, been on the tail, low-key. Yeah. 
she has and uh what's the other one uh amanda amanda evis she's actually about to fight um who is she about to fight i want to say she's about to fight i'm waiting for fucking what's her name uh ariane was it ariane lipsky i'm waiting for her fight again oh yeah yeah dang i just saw who uh what's her name amanda evis was about to fight i can't recall who it is though and 125 is shaking out to be pretty interesting too oh yeah yeah, that's a good class. Especially now that now that now that uh Shorty is back. Um uh Tatiana Suarez. Oh yeah, that's literally she, the dark yeah, horse Tatiana of that class. Ain't no joke, man. She she was ragdolling chicks at one fifteen. Oh, yeah. I'm just like that female could be, man. She was in there doing dirty and then she got injured and she was out for a long time. But I'm it's good to see her back though. So I'm I'm kind of curious if she's gonna go on another tear like that at 125. Problem is though, it's like the UFC kind of did kind of sugarcoat a little dirty. I I thought by Santos, not running it back. Like, I, I mean, you got you had a valid case to run. You it gotta back. take the belt from the champion. I agree. You, you gotta, gotta finish the, the champ. You gotta take the belt, and she didn't get it done. I agree. So but, I it, have, was, but it was a really good fight though. It, I have really a feeling. Well. If like regardless who wins in the rematch, so she got next. Yeah, oh yeah. Unless she takes another fight, because I mean the rematch. Is yeah, because they could do a man in uh, hero. Man in hero. hero. There we go. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, who's ahead of her? So. Yeah, it's a uh, it's up in the air, bro. I you know what? I think they should just go ahead and give Tatiana Suarez either either. Uh, Faru or fuck or uh, old girl uh, Santos. They should just give uh, Suarez one of them and see what happens. Uh, well, there's a couple others too in that top five. Aaron Blanchfield or Jessica Andrade. Nah, Andrade would be too easy for Suarez. Suarez is way bigger and she she would grapple. So I she, agree. She would that. dominate that. But why not though? But she would dominate. I I think that uh. Cause I mean, when she when she got injured and she went out, like she was at the top of one fifteen. I think she was top five when she got hurt. Oh yeah. She was knocking on the door to a shot. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hey, she won her her first fight back. So I'm like, why not give her a give her a top five opponent and see what happens. And if she get if she wins, then you know she'll be right there. Now the big one, she gets that next welterweight title shot. I'm sorry, Colby should not get it, bro. Me personally, I thought they should have gave it to Hamzat. Yeah. I was just like, I don't know why Hamzat shouldn't get the the next shot. I mean, he just beat Gilbert, comes off a win over Gilbert. Exactly, and he's number three, then top uh, Kamaru and Colby. Well, he he beat Gilbert, and then he beat uh, Holland, but I mean, that wasn't at one step. It was a catchweight. Exactly. But, But he still won, so it's like he's... Top, like you said, Honestly, top three. I mean, because the, the argument we were we were talking about this in the group, and they were like the argument was between uh, they were saying Bilal Muhammad should get it, and I'm like Bilal Muhammad's on a five fight streak, yes, but he hasn't beat anybody in the top five. Yeah, yeah, you know, so I can I'm agree with like, that. Why? Why? That's what I was gonna say. If they don't give it to Hamza, he should get the next one. 
Well, if they don't give it to Hamza, yeah. then I would say give it to him. Because, I mean, him and Rocky got history. Yeah. From that eye poke. Exactly. You know, so it's well, like. Well, plus also, uh, Gilbert Burns literally said if he doesn't get it, he wants to be released. And I'm like, bro, like, I get your case, but it's like, Hamza and Bilal Muhammad have been well, going on. Well, honestly, I would. I could, I mean, Gilbert has a case yeah, for him, especially does. since he won. He has a case yeah. for him, but I mean, like, I think Hamzat, I think Hamzat should get the, if if, if he's going to stay at 170, yeah. I think Hamzat should get the, get the next title fight, because he was supposed to fight Leon Edwards before, and then they both got COVID, and then right, it didn't right. happen. So, I'm like, give give Hamzat the title fight. He's, he's, he's earned it at this point. Give him the title fight. But they don't want to give he well Leon Edwards doesn't want to take the fight against Hamzat because he knows he'll lose. Yeah. He doesn't want to fight anybody that he knows he can't beat. Because he doesn't want to fight Kobe. He doesn't want to fight Kobe because he knows he can't win. And the only way he's gonna win that fight is if he knocks Kobe out, and that's highly unlikely. I'm about to say, like, he ain't got the gas tank to keep up with Kobe. Exactly. So Kobe is gonna wear his ass. It is like I always say, rounds. man. I'm not a big fan of Kobe, but I gotta give it to him. If Kamaru was not there, he probably would have had the build. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, I 100 percent agree with that. Oh yeah. So, but it's like if you look at it, Hamzat is the most dangerous fight at 170 because Leon Edwards champion. I don't think you can beat Hamzat in a fight. Mm-hmm. You give, say he doesn't get the next title fight. Say they give it to uh, Gilbert, yeah. whatever. Uh, who's next up? Covington, Hamzat. Kobe's not going to fight Hamzat because he knows he can't win. Like, pretty much everybody in the top five, it's they a don't want to fight. A, each they other. don't want to fight. No, they don't want to fight him. Hmm. Yeah. Everybody will fight Kobe because they think they can beat him up because he can't strike. Yeah. But he can wrestle and he's got the gas tank yeah. and he'll wear people out. But what is he going to do against a guy who's an elite wrestler? Just like he did with Usman. He, the fight had to be on the feet because the wrestling canceled each other exactly. out. Exactly. And, and clearly we know who has better hands. Hamzad. Hamzad has better hands than Kobe. Exactly. And Hamzad is also an elite wrestler. Exactly. So he's not going to be able to just take him down and bully him around. Yeah. He's not going to be able to do that. Leon Edwards, not a grappler. Can he take people down? Yeah, but is he elite? No. Hamzat is. But Hamzat can also stand with Leon also. Oh, yeah. So that's a bad yeah, fight. That's like, Hamzat, I'm, I'm Hamzat is the guy. Like, if I'm Hamzat, I'm going to go ahead and stay in 170 because I know I can beat practically anybody here. I mean, he could probably, I'm not even sit here and hold you like he could probably be most of middleweight he could including izzy yeah there's a possibility there i mean well, come on man you've seen izzy's ground game oh yeah come on dog of course he would be able to take izzy down easy and he would just punish his ass on the ground oh, like yeah. he wouldn't of be course. able to do anything but in a, a stand-up fight okay, but here, here's the key word you have to get him down first you don't think that hamza i know he can Right then. But you have to get your hands on somebody to take them down, right? Uh, he'll get close enough. He's got some of the best footwork in all of MMA, so that's not easy to do all the time. Oh, Hamzat got footwork too. Oh, he does. And Hamzat explodes. And Hamzat can get to you. He's not afraid. 
Oh yeah. You know, it's like all of these other cats. They don't. They don't want to get close to Izzy because they don't want to get hit. Like yeah, Tom's eye that's is not kind of the problem. Like a lot of cats just haven't figured out. Like there's only been a couple cats that have figured out how to actually pick Izzy. It's easy when you have a guy like that. If you if you watch fights, the key to getting to a person with that kind of striking acumen is they do a lot of moving. So you watch how they move. Oh yeah. And when they move, you cut them off. Exactly. That's the easiest way to yeah, get a you strike. You just react to the pattern that they're moving. You. It's not so much as you react to the pattern. It's like you have to cut off their pattern. Right. Because they move a certain way. So that they they move so that they're comfortable enough to throw strikes. Exactly, on just keep so the distance. It's not about the distance. It's about when you cut, you have to key in on their footwork. So if you're say most fighters that strike, they like to move laterally. So if they move laterally, half circles, they're gonna get to a point where they're gonna throw a strike. So when they throw that strike, most of them their feet are set. Even in their movements, they can set their feet enough to throw a strike at you comfortably. Now, if you cut off that footwork and they can't get their feet in the right position to throw a strike, they can't hit you. So when they do throw the strike, it's either not going to have enough power or they're not going to feel comfortable enough to throw it. And that's where you do what you do. Oh, yeah. So it's like if, if people were able to do that, but most people just don't go in there with that type of plan. Oh, they just yeah. go, oh, well, you know, um, if he makes a mistake, then I'm going to hit him. I mean, you saw Alex Pereira was good at somewhat cutting Izzy off, and he was able to hit oh, him. Oh, yeah. So I mean, of course, we're talking about like, two elite kicks. Fought that guy for years. Like, exactly. But, yeah. I mean, but he knows. Oh, yeah, he how knows exactly what to do. He's yeah. an elite kickboxer as well. So he knows the footwork pattern. Exactly. So you cut off his footwork pattern, he's not going to be able to hit me on the run, but I can get to him. Exactly. So Hamzat will be able to key in on that, and that's when he's going to go for the takedown. And, I mean, I don't see that being an easy fight for Izzy at all. So, I mean, I, I honestly think that he could go either way, but I think they should give him the shot at 170. I mean, he's right there. He's earned it. Give him the shot. I mean, yeah, I, I think yeah. that should be it. I think he should get the. Oh, shot. I agree. I agree. Hey, we'll see. But let's move on to basketball and then we can get out of here. And let me start off by saying this: uh, shout out to the homegirl Ash for uh, the Some Clickers tickets. Uh, my first time actually ever getting to see the Clickers play live, so yeah, definitely appreciate that. I know, crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen my team play until recently. <laughs> I don't know how not. Yeah, just never thought about it until, like, yeah. Hell, until the Suns got They were giving tickets away for Dang, the Hawks beat the Heat. Mm. I'm I mean, not I, to be fair, I mean, they could. But I'm not surprised. Right, let's see this box score real quick. I mean, I'm surprised. I was surprised the Heat were in the play-in tournament. Trey Young, 25, 8, and 7. The mighty have definitely fallen in Miami. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, that team is that team's not set up for longevity. Exactly. I mean, it, I don't get why they were keeping that old relic, uh, Udonis Haslam, all them years. Like, what do you mean? I, I'm just saying that's an extra 
fucking five by ten and a half from my neck to every finger bone. No. You want to know why that is? Why it's that way? He's the 15th guy on the bench. The 15th guy on the bench never plays. Ever. I mean, I feel you. Ever. I feel you. Ever. And then he slides people down. Yeah. No. I get why. I get his role. That bench spot would always be available no matter what. And then they wouldn't play. So he's fine. Yeah. He's fine. It, I will say that it cracked crack me up when Tyler Hero tried to throw that nigga a while. <laughs> oh man! I'm like, fam, come on, this is not '09. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, you, 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 you gave him a little too much credit. Exactly. <laughs> like, hey, kudos to him. He went up for it. I gotta give that to him. Oh man, but so couple key things I wanted to talk with you about. Um, for one, me, me and you had talked about it a little bit. This whole Kyrie, is he the problem or not situation? I'm getting so tired of people in, talking what, in about. In Dallas? Yeah, on why they Why is he the problem? Th- that's the problem. Everybody always wants to blame him when whatever team he's on doesn't do good. I mean, I honestly, I knew that this was going to happen. Because Dallas was already a bad defensive team before he got there, and they gave up their yeah, best perimeter defender. It it so worse. it just made it worse. Yeah. Because I mean, if you look at their offense, I mean, they're still they're like top shooting team in the league. Oh yeah. So I mean, their offense is good, but when you're giving up 130 points a night, what do you expect to win? Exactly. It's like yeah, at I mean, that they, point, they, you they need to have away, an offense that is able to outscore everybody. They, they gave away all their defense. Exactly. To get Kyrie. Because Luka definitely don't play defense. Right. Kyrie plays exactly. defense a little bit. But, exactly. But I mean, it's just not what he's good at. I mean, he ain't but so big now. So exactly. Like, he's like 6'2". I mean, he ain't going to be stopping nobody. Exactly. That's why you ask a Trey Young to guard LeBron James. Like, bro, of course it's not going to work. Gonna work out. <laughs> oh, which, that's another thing, too. Uh, there's been some, like, heavy, like, possibly trade talks. For Trey Young and like you had John Collins talking about Trey Young is a better playmaker than Curry. I'm like, in what world, dog? You said what now? John Collins literally said Trey Young is a way better playmaker than Stephen Curry. <sighs> um, you might be right. What? <laughs> nah, I'm just messing. I was about to say. I mean, I, Trae I'm Young- like. I was, about to, I was about to say. The reason why he says that is because Trey Young has higher assist numbers. I, I feel that. That's, that's probably. But it, I kid you not, if you were serious, I was about to have to tell the listeners. I'm like, we're we going to set the mic down for a minute. I got to make sure this nigga ain't doing drugs. Like, hang no, on. I, I wouldn't say he's a better playmaker than Curry, but. I mean, that's he's saying that because numbers. his numbers are higher. But, I mean, Curry's role is not to playmate. Exactly. That's Draymond's it, job. Yeah. Curry is A lot of people don't realize that was very day. Draymond is the point guard on that team. Uh, Draymond is the one who sets it all yeah, up. Yeah. He's the point forward. Draymond, Draymond is if, – if Draymond allows Curry and Clay to be shooters. Exactly. Which is what they're good at, you know. Uh, I mean, Curry. Oh wait, can, but can, Curry but hang on though, hang on now, though. But, I mean, we gotta we gotta talk about this, you know. You you don't know what you're talking about when it comes to basketball, according to that nigga at Manly. 
Oh yeah, I don't watch basketball. I don't know what yeah. I'm talking about. But okay. Yeah. We'll let you have that. Yeah. So you know, for the listeners, you know, take everything that he says about basketball from now on with a grain of salt. You feel me? I I just be making some shit up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So going forward, <laughs> um, going back to the Mavericks, uh. It, one of my homies uh, back in Colorado, we were kind of talking about it, because um, now that investigation started with uh, the Mavericks. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm about the tanking thing. And it's like, I don't think they tanked. Exactly. I just. I mean, they just they they, they don't have no defense. I mean, what do you what do you expect is gonna happen but if you don't have defense? He he you asked me a valid question. Like, do. Do we think um, Mark Cuban runs that team more with his heart versus like being smart about it? Um, I think yes to some degree. To an, to an extent, yeah. yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, he wants to do whatever to like. He wants Luca to be happy, right? Yeah, Luca said he needed help, so they get Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Is Kyrie gonna help Luca score? One hundred percent. Oh yeah, but. You got to build around those two you, now. You need defense. Exactly. Neither one of those two are known for their defense, and you gave away your best perimeter defender to get Kyrie. I agree. So what the fuck do you think is going to happen? Oh, yeah. Christian Wood don't play defense. Well, here's a problem. You know what I'm saying? It's like, he should, but he don't. Honestly, it's like, how do you have that many, like, forwards and centers, and none of them niggas can even, like, protect the rim or anything? Then you look at them, Maxi Kleba, all of those cats are all like six ten and above. Exactly. And none of, none of them are post post oriented players Didn't at all. Even you and Javale McGee. I forgot he was even exactly. There. I forgot he was even in Dallas. Right. I don't even know at this point. I mean, he's a good rim protector. Exactly. When he plays, you don't see him play that much. Was he like hurt or something? I don't know. That's the problem. I didn't see him on the floor but much it's at all. Like, bro, like, I don't know. Like, obviously, you know why they tanked. So, everybody's trying to get Victor Wabinyama. Is that how you say his name? Oh, Wimbenyama? Yeah. Wimbenyama is not going to help Dallas in their exactly. defense. Exactly. That would be stupid as but shit. everybody is trying to get that cat. But they not going to get the number one pick. I agree. They want that bad. They want the worst team in the league. Obviously, that was Houston, dog. Right, exactly. <laughs> or Detroit. Yeah, Houston, Detroit. Uh, Obviously, they're trying to get into the lottery. Like, I don't even think that they're gonna be. Cons- I mean, they gave them. They gave up some picks, mm-hmm. so they may not even get lottery. Because I think they gave up a first round to get yeah. Kyrie. So I mean, you basically just rented that nigga for the last half of the season. <laughs> Well, I don't know because the talks now are that he wants to stay there, and right. I guess they want to they want to you know give it another shot. Yeah, they want to build. Something. They want to build around those. You know, two guys. I wouldn't mind it, but it's like two things need to happen. You need to get cats that can play defense but also help with scoring, and B, you need to stop playing that Rockets James Harden style, Luca. No, that is the only problem. It's like. Well, other than the defense, yeah. Now, because they had Dorian Finney-Smith, exactly. Now that they don't have him, they need to get somebody else like that. So, they need to get. They don't really need another person to help with scoring, because I mean Christian Wood can can score. 
Maxi Kleber can shoot. Tim Hardaway Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr. can score. Yeah. So they don't really need any more offense. They yeah. just need defense. Yeah. So get you some defensive stoppers. Um, then you can build around that. But that that Luca and his ball dominance is always going to be an oh, issue. Oh yeah. Because if you look at the games that they played, I think that they won more games when only one of those two guys was playing versus when both of them were playing. Mm-hmm. I think they won more with Kyrie than they did with Luca. Yeah, might have actually. So I'm just kind of like, Luca. Luca is just one of those guys that he just feels like he has to do everything, and it's like he's gonna drag the team along. Well, somebody said this on Twitter that really had me baffled a little bit. I bet Dallas is really kicking themselves. Some chat, Jalen Brunson. Oh yeah, some chat on Twitter said though, if Luca retired today. He had a better career than Carmelo Anthony. I'm like, what? Like, what you see? Hell no. I agree. It, it just sounded crazy. I'm like, I mean, if we talk in playoff success, then that yeah, would be about equal. Yeah. Because I mean, Carmelo only went to the Eastern, a uh, Western Conference Finals once, and Dallas made it last year, so he made it to the Conference Finals. Yeah. So I mean, I guess if you look at it that way, then yeah. But I mean. If we're talking about wrong, just no. individual accolades and no, you know, way absolutely, you got a lot more. You got a lot yeah, more to go. Yeah. I don't know, man. Oh, also, yeah, I was uh, listening to uh, podcast P the other <laughs> today. Um, they were talking about that whole new in season tournament that's about to start happening. Yeah, I'm gonna I, be I honest. Saw it. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I only hate it because, well, actually, I need to see more. Because if you're using it as like a, for example, if you're using it like your last five guys on the bench, and heck, you even bring up some of your G League players, okay, cool. But if you're expecting stars to play in it, no, that's stupid. Like, why am I going to risk getting hurt in an in-season tournament that really don't matter? Now, what was the in-season turn? I, 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 I was watching it, but I was, like, kind of doing other shit, too. Like, yeah. what, 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 what is this supposed to be for? Like, apparently, like, the incentive is, like, half a mil. Maybe draft picks? I got to look more into it. Oh, you win shit? Yeah. But it's, like, if but I... do those games count? No, they don't. Like, it, it's just, like, some, like, kind of... Like some all-star weekend type shit? Yeah. It's like, so why would I risk it? Like, if I'm an established star... And, and they like, play in the All-Star game, I mean... Well, yeah, but it's like, the All-Star game is like, uh, you know, they, that's basically a pickup game nowadays. I'm pretty sure the in-season tournament is going to be treated like that, too. They probably ain't going to be going hard in that shit. But... They all, might go hard in the fourth quarter. All I'm saying is, like, if you're using it, like, for, like, your, like... Rookies that may not be getting much play time, and like you even bring up some of your G League guys. Okay, yeah, I'd actually be down for that because it's giving those guys a chance to like show what they can do. But like established stars and all that, no, I think it's dumb. Like, there's no point. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand. Hey, yeah, I just don't really see a point for it. Sense. Yeah, I, I just don't see a point. But we're getting to these uh picks, so. 
obviously the play-ins will start there. So Hawks just won, so they get the seven seed. And looks like the Heat are gonna have to play whoever wins between Toronto and the Bulls. You think your Bulls can pull it off? I hope so. <laughs> Not Toronto. Oh, man, you gotta got say that right, man. Hey, you got a good code. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep it a book. Like, we trash. Like, I, I mean, we win games when we want to win, but I'm just like, we, I, super inconsistent. I mean, if we can pull this win off against Toronto, I mean, they're, they're, Toronto is actually not a horrible exactly. team. Exactly. So like, they're still pretty solid. I'm like, yeah, that's not gonna be an easy win. I mean, we have beaten them this year, so mm-hmm. I'm just like, I mean, it's possible. But like, I mean, we, can't we all know playoffs is a different beast, especially when you got a lot on the line. I mean, we got we got playoff experience. Too. Exactly. I mean, we got. But so does Toronto. I mean, exactly. both of those guys were on that title run with yep. Kawhi. So I mean, they they, you know. I mean, your boy, your boy, Spicy P. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like he. <laughs> Fred Van Vliet ain't no joke either. It's like, just like those boys know how to turn it up. Mm-hmm. So I mean. Unless Zach Levine goes out and has another forty ball, and you know DeRozan does his usual twenty five to thirty, yeah, you know we gonna need all of that. Yeah, I yeah, mean Pat Bev, dude, did did you know that when Pat Bev was in high school, homeboy averaged like forty? Oh yeah, I heard about that. I'm like, why the fuck don't you do that in the league? I'm like, you you averaging like six points. We need you to do more, Pat Bill. He is such an interesting player. Because it's like, I'm like, bro. You know, I always say, like, cats are like to hate on him who never had him on their team. So I don't like, hate on Pat Well, Bev. no, but. Pat Bev, I look, I thought you coming to Chicago, you was going to do some shit for us. This is your home, man. You, you a Chicago native. You was playing all over the world, hey, and you was dropping buckets. Oh, no. Oh, no. If y'all would, I'm expecting that celebration he did on Minnesota. Right. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, come on, um, Pat Bev. Pat Bev, I need you to come out, and I need you to go in that offense bag you got. I need you to drop, like, 20. It, it, just give I don't up, think just, he ever dropped 20 on the Clippers, dog. So. But he can do it. Good luck. He can drop twenty. I know he can. And the Bulls ain't got we ain't got no superstars. So he can take shots. That's he ain't fair. playing with PG and Kawhi. That's fair. It's like, come on, man. I mean, I know Zach Levine be mm. taking shots, him and DeMar, but I mean it's gonna you gonna be number three. Mm. You gonna be the number three option, bro. Hey, look, like we man. need you to put up put up some buckets. We need to get in the playoffs. Uh unless y'all show me something though, I'm gonna pick uh Toronto. I mean I, I most people would pick Toronto. Yeah. I mean, I do want your Bulls to to beat them, but at the I same mean, at time, the same time, I mean, I look at because I, I am actually a big Zach Levine fan. I'm like, it is what it is. Exactly. We are super inconsistent. And then, um, honestly, either way, whichever team wins, I think the Heat can beat them. <laughs> but at I the same time, we beat them through this season. Yeah. So. I mean, if we get all, if all of our guys come in right, we can win. As for, uh, you know, going through the one through eight seeds, um, let's be real. The Bucks going to handle whoever in the eight seed. Let's just be honest. I mean, that's the, the eight seed, the eight, the one eight game 
one-eight series has always been ever since I was young. I always thought that was like the dumbest shit ever. I agree. I'm just like you give them no chance. Exactly. I'm like it, it, it's basically designed. Well, actually, for what I think, uh, I think what realistically everybody had the Nets one year when they were the eighth seed to do what uh, against the Celtics, or were they the seventh seed and Celtics were the two seed? Because that two and seven is kind of set up like that too. Yeah, yeah. The whole first round is set up like that, except for it's well, for except for four and five, and you can argue me. three and six. You could argue it. That's arguable. Four and five is arguable, but two and seven and one and eight. I oh mean, yeah, that come on. The higher seeds is supposed to win. Um, two and seven, which is a uh, Celtics uh, and Hawks. I think the Hawks can get one. I think they can. Series or game? No, just one oh, game. I'm, eh. I think that's doable for me. They might be able to win one or two. Yeah. Okay. Trey Young get hot. So one one or two? But series wise, like Oh no, 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 no. That's a wrap. So so one or two wins from the Hawks? At most. Okay. Uh they win more than two games. Jason Taylor needs to be fired. Take take away that Kobe comparison instantly. Right, get that out of here. Um, three and six. Sell. Excuse me. Sixers versus uh, Brooklyn. Oh, Philly. I I I say Philly as well, but I would not be surprised. I mean, Brooklyn gonna win some games. Uh, I I Uh, I at least expect two games out of Brooklyn. Brooklyn ain't got the experience. Exactly, but I expect two games. And they don't have no middlemen to stop Joel. Yeah, I agree. That ain't, that ain't gonna happen. Two games at most. I mean, if Joel come in there, if Joel come in there on his kill move, he might. They might be able to sweep him. Oh yeah. But I'm not. Yeah, gonna I gotta get. I gotta give uh, credit where it's due to Mikael. He's been on a tear since he's been over there. Man, he ain't guarding Joel and B. I agree. So I mean, who gonna stop Joel? And Joel, he, he'll go off for thirty. Oh yeah. Any night. Oh, yeah. Average 30. Now, here's the most interesting one. Cavs versus the Knicks. Oh, Cleveland. Oh, I agree. But here's the problem. I would not be surprised if the Knicks actually make it a battle. Oh, no. it's gonna, That's going to go back and forth. Oh, yeah. But Cleveland, Cleveland should win that one. Oh, yeah. I agree. I agree. You think that's the only one out of the first round in the East that will go seven? Probably, yeah. Yeah. I mean, shit, if Donovan Mitchell come in on his bubble game shit, then they might not even make it that far. Oh, shit. Donovan Mitchell went and he, he took the hey, Nuggets. Look. He had the Nuggets down 3-1 by uh, himself. Hey, all I'm saying is this, man. Um, if he come in like that. You cannot sit here and tell me that uh, Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray were not a part of that uh, Suns got Godfrey talent statue. <laughs> What do you mean? You don't remember the Suns and Bubble Girl? What about them? Uh, oh, girl. I don't think so. Where? Well, no, Jamal Murray, I think, was. Now, it's a joke. <laughs> no, I know what you talking about. Yeah, like, I'm just saying, wait, they were playing. I think Jamal Murray was. Had to. I ain't never <laughs> seen this man play like this. Hang on. Like, yeah. Man, the whole Suns team went, went on that one. <laughs> Uh, so, um... But nah, that Jamal, that Jamal Murray versus Donovan Mitchell series, oh, yeah. uh, that was 
That was yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, was, yeah. Um, so moving to the West, uh, seven and eight. Let's be honest. We know what the Lakers are about to win again. Uh, no, uh, the Timberwolves. Uh, this is for playing. Oh, playing. Yeah, yeah, the Lakers because, should win this. Yeah, because literally they have no business tonight. Uh, on the Timberwolves. Yeah, I was about to say cash out. Yeah, and so with Naz Reed. Rudy Gobert didn't even travel with him. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh yeah, they dead man. Mm-hmm. I know. I heard there was beef on the team now. Oh yeah, with Rudy and Kyle. Not just Kyle. Yep. Uh, so this playing um, Pelicans and Thunder. I ain't gonna lie. I'm really gonna watch that game. Zion playing. Nigga, no, of oh, course not. They didn't, the Thunder then. Oh, oh you, you don't think uh, McCollum and uh, Davey Durant got enough? Between the two of them? No. Think about it. You got Shay to deal with. You got um, Giddy. Giddy, Man, uh, Dort. Like, yeah, that is true. They, they, got, they, they got a way deeper team. So, yeah, that's I mean, fair. I, I don't know. That's fair. Uh, okay, so you got uh, OKC. It's going to be an interesting play in. So you got OKC? Yeah, I'm going to go with OKC. Well, I mean, I, I'll i go with OKC too. But, I mean, either way, uh, I mean, whoever that's, wins that, they're beating the Timberwolves <laughs> for that AC. If they don't have their front court again, oh, yeah, they're going to so obviously, whoever gets in the AC is losing to the Nuggets. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Um. Unless it's the Lakers, the Lakers actually might be able to the, beat the Nuggets. The Lakers are getting the seven seed. Yeah. True. Come on, don't do that. <laughs> uh, the two seed versus the Lakers, most likely. Who number two? Uh, Memphis. That one's actually interesting. Yeah, I'm like, interesting. E, the Lakers can get the, and let me the just La- say the this. Lakers could win that series exactly. And let me just say this because I got into it with uh, yeah, they got the experience edge for sure. So I got into it with the Lakers fan at my job, and he's like, "Man, we go sweet Memphis." I'm like, "Bro, first off, nobody in the West other than maybe that A seed is getting swept." Yeah, I don't see no sweep. Exactly. Now, yes, the Lakers can beat Memphis. Oh, let's, let's keep it stacked. But I don't see them sweeping. Exactly. Um, so, who are you picking? Between who? Memphis and Lakers? Yeah. Um, part of me wants to say Memphis. And then the other part of me wants to say you, you know I never to count out LeBron too much. Especially against a team that don't have the experience. Exactly. I'm like, I think LeBron. I think LeBron could get past them. So honestly, it all depends. Does AD stay healthy? If AD stays healthy, then I think they win easy. Yeah. Because I mean, they've been playing pretty well the last. All right. So uh, this all rides on OG street clothes. Yeah. All right. I'll go Lakers. I was gonna say, but I, I think the Lakers should. Uh, three and six, which is the Kings at three, Golden State at six. Golden State. Oh, I agree. Oh, crazy, crazy thing is Sacramento 
tickets for game one are selling for higher than Golden State tickets for game three. It is the most baffling scene I've ever seen. You said what now? Uh, Golden State tickets are selling for cheaper than the Kings game were. Or, Dude, Kings? Yes, Kings tickets. Well, because Kings are a higher seed. It's just crazy to me, though. I mean, it's... It's just like here, like it's like our the tickets here for uh for the Suns were like they were pretty much giving them away, but now that you're like a, a contender, oh, then yeah. the tickets are hella expensive now. Yeah. All right, so let's go to the main series that matters in this first round: the Clippers Suns. That's it. Look, fam, I'm going to be as unbiased as I possibly. What do you mean? You're a Clippers fan. Exactly. Go for the fucking Clippers. Of course. <laughs> but I'm not going to talk crazy and say, oh, we're going to beat these dudes. We're going to sweep them. No, I'm not going to do that because that's just me lying to myself. I mean, but see the Bucks. Like, the Suns ain't got no bench. But here's the problem. So, uh, we're probably not going to have Paul George till game three. Mm. So that kind of eases you out a little bit. Oh, but Suns ain't got no bench. That's like the biggest problem game is there, it, that game I was at uh, on Sunday, and the C squad was actually giving it to us, and we had our starters in. But they lost. Uh, they did, but it was close for a good minute. But they lost. You're right. This is playoffs, bro. I agree. Every win counts. I agree. So if they didn't win, and they come in and they shit the bed in the playoffs, here's what I have been saying, uh, pretty much all day. That series, I'm sorry, it is a disjustice to the fans if that does not go six or seven games. That's that's easily probably going to be the best playoff series, like, period. Exactly. Like, that's probably going to be the best And I've said, one. too, regardless of who wins, I am happy as a basketball fan. We get to see this series with majority of everyone healthy the okay. entire series. Well, it's going to be a good one. Yeah. I mean, naturally, I want KD to get through it, but I mean... Part of me does want the Suns to get through it because I want Chris Paul to get a ring so bad. Like, yeah, I Chris really Paul, do. I think Chris Paul deserves to get one. Exactly. You know, I, I, I think I, I want to see my man KD. I want to see, see him get through. I want I want to see him get back to the finals. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough road because everybody healthy. It ain't gonna be none of that bullshit from the last couple of years or a couple of years ago when they got to the finals because every team they played was injured. It ain't gonna be none of that. Well, I've said so, too. Like, I've had so many Suns fans tell me like, "Oh man, y'all y'all can't man like we gonna sweep y'all, my bro." Like. Y'all struggled against what y'all were calling them at that time, way off P, and we still took y'all to six games, so. Yeah, I don't see no sweeping going on. Exactly. I'm like, yeah, y'all got more firepower now, but I'm sorry, bro. Nobody in the West is getting swept. Yeah, I don't see that happening. So. Not, not sweeping. I will say, obviously, yes, I'm going to pick the Clippers, but I'm going to say that series goes six or seven games. I'm going to go with the Suns. Okay. I'm going I'm to go with KD. Notice I said KD, not the Suns. <laughs> I 
I, I'm not a, I'm not a Suns bandwagon fan just because Kevin Durant stays here now. As he said earlier, I'm still a Bulls fan, but Kevin Durant is my favorite player. Right. He but, has been for a while. Uh, just so just so we're clear, um, no no bandwagon shit. Uh, mom, yeah, I leave that to his job. Mom Deuce doesn't listen to the podcast, man. Who my mom? Yeah, Mrs. Glow Jane. Oh, Glow Jane, nah, Glow Jane, no. Uh, I, I was about to say, uh, she's gonna hear, she's gonna hear you say that. She's like, why are you, why aren't you going for the Suns? You go for KD, you might as well just go go all in, go for Suns, like. She's a she's a OG Suns fan, so she she's been rocking with Phoenix since the Barkley days. So she, I'm gonna let her have it. She she can root for both of us. I, but I, I'm I'm you know Kevin Durant is my guy, so I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with KD on this one. You sure you don't want to go for the Clippers? I mean, if the Clippers win, if the Clippers win against the Suns in this round, which is highly possible, that they're is, they're probably that is the problem with this series like it can go either way it really could yeah like, this, to me this this series here should have happened in the second round yeah it would have been better if it was in the second oh charlie i lightweight wanted us to get that sixth seed because i knew we could beat the kings and i would like to have matched up with the uh, subs later but at the same time like i said i like it now because at least majority of everyone is healthy well, I mean, it's a good thing for you, too, because it's like if y'all knock the Suns out in the first round, then that's one less, you know, one less yeah, contender that yeah, you got. One less juggernaut. So, yeah, that's always what plagued uh, the franchise, man. We run into juggernauts at the worst possible times. Yeah, that is true. Yep. Uh, but now y'all got y'all own team, so. Yeah, but also shows that we're battle-tested. I mean, but are you, though? What makes you say that? Because last the last couple of times that y'all made it to the playoffs, it was always one out, mainly Kawhi. So it's like, what do you mean? That year that uh that uh Phoenix played y'all, and I think Phoenix went to the finals that year. Oh yeah, Kawhi yeah. Kawhi was out. Oh yeah, but I mean um, to still go six games with only one star, and they had everybody. Well, they didn't have KD back then. Yeah, I mean, they still had all their stars. They only had two at that point. Wait, so let me ask you this, because I personally don't think Mikhail, Mikhail Bridges. Well, no, no, no. That's not even who I'm talking about. He won't like that. That's not even who I'm talking about, because I personally don't think he is. Do you think DeAndre Aiden is a star? No. I don't think he is either. But a lot Absolutely of people argue not. that he is. I'm like, no, 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 no. When DeAndre Aiden is not a star, he's mm-hmm. supposed to be a star. Exactly. But he ain't he ain't got there yet. Now, okay, does he have star like performances when he wants to? Absolutely, but he needs to do that every game. Mm-hmm. It's like he has his games where he'll come out and he'll drop like twenty five, you know, twenty five and twelve. You know, mm-hmm. he need to do that every night. If he did that every night, then yeah, he would be a star, one hundred percent. Now, if he could stay solid like that and he did that a playoffs like. 25 and 12 a night, I think they would have a pretty a pretty easy time cruising to the finals. Because you got KD, he going to get you 25-30. D-Book can go off for 30 if he wants to, you know. So it's like if they got everybody on the same page, like I, I mean, I don't see him getting outscored. 
I mean, it'd just be about defense because they play very good team defense. So they're tough on both sides. But the consistency between the bench and the starters is like the big problem. Because you'll take the starters out of the game with a 30-point lead and then they'll just they'll, they'll piss the lead away. And it's like, you can't have that. that that's got to be addressed. Yeah. So that's that to me is the Suns' biggest Achilles heel is mm-hmm. not having enough offense off the bench. Yeah. Because, I mean, you look at the Clippers bench, that bench is stacked. Like, <laughs> yeah, the Clippers got a solid team. Yeah. They, they got a solid they got a solid and also, and squad. The the dark horse, the other two, the Brodies, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, that was my dark horse half. More so, he's got that chip on his shoulder. Well, he's got so much of a dark horse. We already know what Russ going to do. Oh, yeah. And I mean, now that he's on a team where he can do what he do, exactly. I mean, he's going to do it. So I, I don't expect Russ to, uh, I don't expect him to have any problems at all in the playoffs, especially playing with Kawhi. I mean, actually, what, this is going to be the first time him and KD match up, in, like, in the playoffs? I think so. Yeah. That should be interesting, actually. I know they played against each other when he was in Washington. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was in Brooklyn. I think they got. I think they did get to play against each other a couple times before he, uh, before the the trade. Yeah, not in playoffs, right? Uh, uh-uh, no, because they they did make it to the playoffs. Yeah, but oh, but I think they were like a low, like an AC. Yeah, game. they got knocked out pretty quick. Yeah, they did. They didn't last very long. Yeah, well, could be some good playoff games though. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. But we gonna get out of here. Appreciate y'all for listening. Till the next one, take it easy.